0: Thank etymology and why we say the things that we say. I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. He's my dad.
1: And she's my spooky daughter. (laughs)
0: That I am. You are. And in fact, it's my birthday. Today. What? Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. Now, at the time of this recording. It's not
0: technically my it's birthday. It's not your birthday. But this episode is coming out on my birthday.
1: It's on my the birthday day too.
0: Of. Amazing. It's
1: amazing. So
0: I'm turning 25.
1: Oh. I am an
0: adult. Like hardcore. You... Like I'm at like the quarter life crisis area of life. Talk um, to me
1: about... Uh, I... This question is uh, based on when I turned 25, that was one of my birthdays that felt weird. I don't have yeah. many of those, but I was like, exactly what you said. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like a, like really an adult, and I am now a quarter mm-hmm. of a century old. That had a, a bit of an impact on me. Yes. Talk to like me a little bit about Like being mid-20s
0: versus early 20s, being like young adult. Now I feel like I'm moving into just adult yeah. territory. Okay. Um, which, you know... Interesting. I'm grappling with that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's weird having a a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. my youngest daughter here uh, uh, turning 25. It's just weird as a parent when your kids start... Yeah, those ages. Your oldest
0: also turned 30.
1: I know. It's all very strange. <laughs> yes. And my youngest is 22, so that all starts to feel mm-hmm. very odd. Anyway.
0: But even as we grow up and become adults, there are a lot of things that, you know, for those of us still with parents that we still need to, you know be able to touch base and ask questions about because as a young adult there's still curiosities and like yeah. things I'll touch base with you and that's why i'm glad we have these podcasts this podcast yeah. and still have that time to talk so i do have a question for you
1: oh my father okay, on my 25th
0: go. birthday yes yes why clowns um that's the question why clowns
1: you know it's interesting and i'm, I'm curious as to where you are going to go with this because when i was a kid <laughs> clowns weren't creepy
0: Yes. We'll talk about that. They
1: were not. Um, clowns were very common at birthday parties, parades. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you I ever had any affinity or a big like or dislike for clowns. And then when it all turned to creepy, thank you, Stephen King, it probably contributed mm-hmm. to that. And contributed, Wayne, yes. And John Wayne Gacy.
0: Also contributed. Yep.
1: Um, but it was like, oh, yeah, I, I buy that. I yeah. get that. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, they, they've they always been creepy. Yeah. I was just under the... Te- age of 10 years old so it was just like oh Ah, so you're thinking
0: maybe it's an age thing rather than a like time period in human history thing
1: Potentially, but I'm curious to see where you go.
0: Yeah. So I'm not talking about clowns today because I like clowns. I, like most Americans today, do not like clowns. So
1: here's my question then. Yes. Why are you dressed like a clown right now?
0: <laughs> I am not. I've never dressed like a clown. <laughs> I am offended. I won't even do like the red nose day that Walgreens does. That's won't do weird. it. I don't I love, like the red nose. I like
1: they're doing it. I think it's a great... Yes, it's a good cause.
0: It. I contribute to it. I just don't want... They like try to hand me the nose and I'm like, don't you dare. And
1: you whip it at them. Which yep. I also am wondering... Yeah. Like, you, Milo, you gotta s- just settle down a little bit. <laughs> Someone like could get injured. So,
0: I, clowns are like a birthday thing. So, that's why I'm talking about it here yeah. on my birthday. And also, it's Halloween. And, you know, clowns don't have to be spooky. But we definitely, in today's America and in most countries, I think. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. There's definitely creepy clown stuff in the UK, in Japan. So, oh. a lot of, like, the big content, like, worldwide, like, content producers in the world... Yeah. ...are making stuff about creepy clowns. It's part of the kind of cultural yeah. consciousness now. Okay. But... Clowns that are not new.
1: No. Tell me about that, Ryan. I will.
0: Great. <laughs> Segways.
1: How old are clowns?
0: So, before we take a look at clown clowns.
1: Clown clowns? Clown clowns. There's different types I of clowns? I want to
0: take a step back first and look back. Because most of the articles that I looked at talked about, like, roles that were similar to clowns back Uh in the ancient days Um, because obviously silly entertainers have been around forever Mm -hmm. so a lot of these sites attributed called them clowns as well even though that wasn't a word circulating at the time so we have records of performers like this going back to like ancient egypt oh wow so a long ways Um, They're not a new concept. We know that jesters were the pictures of monarchies. They were legitimate roles in monarchies for decades. Not to mention there's Harlequins, periots, Pueblo, a person in the Kashina religion practiced by Pueblo Indians. Um, There's Sanios and Stupis, which are Roman entertainers. In Malaya, there's the Parang. And then there's Hayokas, which is a very interesting um, role that some native tribes had where there's just a person who does everything opposite of everyone else. Oh. And it's kind of it, it's considered a form of a clown because they are like doing this opposite thing in order to draw attention to the way things are actually done and to okay. maybe show some of the hypocrisy there. So super interesting concept. Yeah. I recommend reading more into them. Maybe in another future episode we'll talk more into that them as well because there's all sorts of these things in anthropology there's actually a term clown culture what? because there's all these cultures across this, the world that have very specific and even ritualistic places for clowns within their society for silly and backwards entertainers who draw attention to hmm. the things that we do that are silly and backwards Got you. by kind of doing them in an opposite manner it's very very common
1: Did not something a real part of the human consciousness sort of a thing, like universal? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. It's, but it's complicated because the delineation of what is clown and what is like just a performer gets kind of fuzzy, which is interesting because everything I could tell from researching clown culture not clown cultures, but just the culture of, like, what we think of (laughs) as clowns today, is that they care very, very much about the delineations between certain kinds of performers and whether or not they are clowns.
1: But almost
0: all of them, too, included these as clowns.
1: When you said clown culture, I just quickly had this image of a village where everyone dressed as a clown. I don't and I wanted
0: like it. To go away. I don't like it. No. A delineation I found online between jesters and clowns said, unlike court jesters, clowns have traditionally served a socio-religious and psychological role, and traditionally, the roles of priest and clown have been held by the same persons. What? Which I can see in 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 clown cultures from an anthropological perspective. If that's the definition we're having, but then we can't call today's clowns clowns.
1: No, it's Because very they're
0: different. no longer serving socio religious
1: no.
0: <laughs> purposes, at least not for most folks, I would think.
1: Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yes. Seriously. So you know.
0: it's really interesting how these delineations, it just shows you that. Anybody can be a pedant within a certain field. Everybody has their field that they're pedantic about. Sure. Um, And certainly for me, it's language. That's our podcast. Not clowns. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, But we'll definitely get into some of the uh, clown pedantry.
1: Do we have to?
0: Yes. Okay. So I don't want to talk about these historical clowns because I don't necessarily know if they count as clowns. Okay. And I'm not as familiar with them. I'm familiar with party clowns, circus clowns. Sure. And so that's kind of what the roots I want to explore because there's plenty enough there to explore <laughs> without going into cultures across the world that have similar entertainers. Sure. So interesting backstory, but we'll we'll stick with circus clowns. Okay. Um, plus, that's basically all you see in terms of like Halloween clowns. Yeah. That's all parody of circus clowns. Yes. So, since we're in Halloween episodes, that's where we're at. Da, da, da. Bum, ba, so, the word clowns comes from an Icelandic word.
1: R- that's mm-hmm. rare.
0: From uh, Cluny is the word. George. George. It, it means a clumsy person. Oh. Yeah. It's not spelled the same as George. I also saw some places calling this a Danish word, but I could not find evidence for that anywhere. But I kept on seeing it said over and over again. But even on Wiktionary, the only entry for Cluny is under Icelandic. Okay. So, just a little side thing. Uh, one of the earliest uses of the word clown itself is in Shakespeare, in Hamlet. Okay. The so the popularization of clowns as we think of them today started in the seventeen hundreds in Italy. So. There were these shows called Commedia dell'arte, al improvviso. Okay. I do not speak Italian, <laughs> which just basically means professional improvised comedy. So it's improv.
1: Good for them.
0: Yeah. So they would have like a basic like plot of like usually like star-crossed lovers, and then they sure. just make an improv comedy about it. Sure. And so, as we often see in like improv comedy, is like these broad characters come out. Yes. Um. These. Archetypal. Not motifs, archetypal, yeah, characters uh, who just fulfill like this role. So that's where we get like Harlequin, like yep. a Harlequin character, like a jester, uh, comes from there. And that's kind of where we started seeing these clown characters too, where there became to be these clear-cut characters that were buffoons and would do things a little backwards and look ridiculous. Yes, because that's a fun role to have in your comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, funny thing, the term slapstick comes from these as well. Oh. Uh, it's purported so this was kind of a surprise etymological gem <laughs> that yeah. I did not intend to run across but in these improvised comedies the way they would signify changing scenes would be they'd hit a stick on the ground repeatedly and that would be like the clue to the audience that we're switching things around
1: That's slapstick
0: that slapstick because it was this very like body physical comedy going on and that was a feature of it so that it oh. sounds like it might be a little squishy yeah. to me
1: yeah kind of I Maybe. found it in
0: a a couple places, though. Okay. Um, I will say I'm taking a lot of this from a wonderful site called the clownbluey.co.uk, which oh. has a very intensive article about the history of clowns. Also, the subtitle of this website is Laughter is God's Sunshine. Okay. Why isn't sunshine God's sunshine? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have sunshine. It's a yeah. wonderful thing. So, generally,
0: I'm not really sure what Clams is doing, but thank you, Clams Louie, for your very in-depth article. Um, I also got some of this info from the BBC, and then a couple other places, including a book. But we'll get into that later. Okay. Clowns in general went on from there, from that sort of improvised comedy. Uh That moved around different countries. It was going all across Europe. And from that, we continued to see the evolution of what we would think of as a clown today. And that comes down to one man. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, George (laughs) Clooney.
0: Nope. Um. Joseph Grimaldi. But that might be, you might recognize Grimaldi. I do. I mean, I've yep. heard the name of Grimaldi. That's I couldn't a tell you why. pretty household name, I would think, even if you don't really have a strong association with who that is. It's a familiar name. Yeah. So, born in 1778. Uh, he has a very, very rough history that I want to go into a little bit, just because I think it is not uncommon for funny entertainers to have dark histories. Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about his history because he he's like the father of the modern clown.
1: How dare you? I don't like it <laughs> at all.
0: So his father was a performer, a dancer, um, an actor, and he was very popular in London and was like one of the big entertainers of the day. Uh-huh. His name was also Joseph Grimaldi, but he would go professionally by Giuseppe was his middle name. So he was abusive to his wife and also his various mistresses and to his children. Oh, jeez. By all accounts, a real bad guy. Yeah. He... This is an entry I've actually found on uh, Wikipedia to him. Uh, A fascination with death consumed him in his later life. He would feign death in front of his children as to gauge their reactions and he insisted on his eldest daughter, Mary, decapitating him after his death because of his fear of being buried alive, a task which earned her five pound extra in her inheritance. So, it, seems like a real messed up guy.
1: Yeah, I wonder if she did it. Uh,
0: yes. By all accounts, she did do that. Oh my god. And I don't know why he wanted his daughter to do that to his corpse, but...
1: I... Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, so, just kind of a messed up guy. He recruited his son... Joseph Grimaldi Jr. to start performing with him at age two. Whoa. Which, that does things to a person. Yes. For sure. Yeah. One evening, Grimaldi Jr. was playing the part of a monkey and was led on stage by his father who had attached a chain to his waist. Okay. Giuseppe, the father, then swung the son around uh, around his head at the utmost velocity. This is a three-year-old. And the chain snapped, causing the child to land in the orchestra pit. Oh. So... This is a rough family. This is a rough way to start life. Yeah, dressed as a monkey, getting tossed off a chain by your father. His father was not well. He did die, um, in 1788 when Grimaldi was um like nine. Yeah, nine ish. And Grimaldi had to become the principal breadwinner. At that time, there was no one else at to nine. at nine years old. Wow. So a real rough start. Um, but he really made a name for himself. He worked kind of his way kind of out of his father's shadow, made his own name for himself as a performer. Um, in seven, we'll get to kind of the more clown stuff later, but he definitely threw all his way behind clowning, okay. uh, which was not a new concept, but yeah. that he kind of helped bring to the forefront as an art form, which is a word I struggle to use today. Yes, clowning yeah. is an art form. It's a very specific form of performance. People go to clown school. Yes. That's a thing. I've heard of that. Yep. So, but just to go a little bit more in the biography before going into that, Grimaldi did get married. He had a son and was decided that it was more important for his son to have an education than to be into entertainment. So he really. Prioritized his son's education and kind of broke that cycle, which is yeah really cool. Not
1: whipping him um, around his head.
0: And later on, monkey. his son did join him in clowning. They oh. did work together for many years, which was complicated because the son became an alcoholic and it really took some dark turns. His son did die prematurely oh. because of his alcoholism. So yeah, really dark past. That's I'm not a gonna rough get life. there's also stuff about uh he and his wife after their son died tried to take do a suicide pact and failed. Oh
1: sheesh.
0: And just like it was a rough he had a rough. In May of 1822 di- doctors diagnosed him as suffering with premature old age. What? Because uh. this physical comedy that he was doing all the time yeah. just took incredible toll on his body and he did he did pass away not long after just because he, he lived a tough life, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's a really excellent autobiography that I took a lot of this from by Andrew McConnell Scott. He wrote, he wrote this biography called The Pantomime Life of Joseph Grimaldi. And I just wanted to read you this passage. Okay. <laughs> because it's it shows a certain grimness. You'll see. So... Day after day, he sat before the mirror, brush in hand, marking his features, wiping them clean, and starting again, until finally a face emerged from the candlelight that bore a grin so incendiary, it refused to be erased. Ah! Uh, It began with a thick foundation of grease paint, applied to every exposed inch of face, neck, and chest. He fixed it with a cloud of powder, then painted a blood-red wound a wide smile smear of jam to form the gaping, gluttonous cavern of a mouth. The eyes, wide and rolling, were attached by six thick brows. Each cheek received a red chevron that conveyed insolently rude health while being simultaneously suggestive of some exotic beast of Hindu demonology. Oh. This is his biographer. And I mean, like, they, that's really creepy terms that they're laying this out in already. Yeah. And that's going to be a continued thread of this as we think of clown fear as a really modern thing because it, clowns did see like a resurgence in the 60s through 70s. Yeah. So a lot of people have like fond memories of youth of clowns, like at birthday parties, like you were talking about. Yeah. But there's always been this undertone of... Of darkness.
1: Uh, Apparently, (laughs) I mean, it's right in the father
0: of the art, the Um, father of
1: the clowns.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about the types of clown. So Grimaldi is famous because he created the what we think of as the white face clown, yes, or what people think of as the white face clown. So he invented the character in 1801. Uh, He named it Joey. That was his Joey. Yeah, his name's Joseph Joey.
1: Interesting. I just don't Which think is, of Joey seems so much more modern to me.
0: Yeah, actually modern clowns are still called Joey's.
1: I because did not know
0: that. off of uh, in honor of him. Grimaldi. And his invention, Grimaldi. Yeah. yeah. So the white faced clown is like the highest clown in the hierarchy. Clown hierarchy is a term I saw a lot. What? <laughs> in researching. No. <laughs> There's some really weird terms we're gonna get into. Oh good. Um so hierarchy goes thus. There's the white faced clown, who's normally well put together, he's wearing normal clothes, he's like the boss. There's the Auguste uh, which we talked about in our uh, when we talked about Jack in the Boxes previously, actually. Okay. Uh, just because it, the clowns that come out are usually Augustes. It's the kind that we normally see. They maybe have a little bit more of a flesh tone. They uh, are wearing very colorful and clashing patterns. And they have the big feet. Those are all symbols of an August. And, and, and,
1: and that's a secondary. That, that's, that's a, a different step, category than step a white face yes though?
0: so there's a hierarchy here yeah so white face clown is wearing like normal clothes is kind of in charge of everyone else Auguste is very silly but still a little bit you know yeah, not has too some far. authority
1: second from the top
0: and then the only american clown as they said was the tramp
1: Oh, sure. Um, Which
0: is, you know, you know what those look like. Charlie Chaplin. Yep, exactly. It comes out of the Depression era and sort of that era of a lot of people who were down and out. And so, of course, we made fun of them. As you do. (laughs) Or, you know, in Charlie Chaplin's case, he wasn't making fun. He was drawing attention to the plight. Um, And it very much evolved from Charlie Chaplin and his kind of pale composure into... The you know, hat, further and the, exactly. Yeah,
1: the cane and the whole, yeah.
0: So, this is kind of the hierarchy of that. Um, the great first, the America's first white faced clown was George J.L. Fox. Okay, um, I'm going to show you a picture of him. Oh, okay. uh, that's one of his posters. He was known as the original Humpty Dumpty.
1: I don't like it's the... it's an
0: upsetting poster.
1: Yeah, uh, this head don't is so much that. bigger than the body.
0: Um, also the article in which I found that picture when it was going into describing like the hierarchy of of clowns it did have a little thing that said here's a closer look into the clown alley
1: Oh no <laughs> right Good. God,
0: what, what are, <laughs> the, the Clown, clown alley. alley. No. And this is a site like four clowns. This is like a positive site about no, clowning. No, it's not. No. And you can't say the term Clown Alley, guys. You just can't.
1: No. Hey, where Please do you want to hang out tonight? How about Clown Alley? Clown Alley. We are no longer friends.
0: Yep. No, I think that's when you run for the hills.
1: As you, Yeah. So they'll chase you, though.
0: The August is what we see most often. Um, there's a lot of conflicting terms about or ideas of where the term August comes from. We're not really going to go into them. The stories aren't that interesting. It's a German yeah. word How that is part it? of a phrase. So it's like August with an E at the end.
1: Okay. Yeah. August is the way you say it, apparently? August, yes. Okay. All right.
0: I made sure I got it right. No,
1: I figured you did.
0: <laughs> so those are kind of the three types of clowns that are, like, codified and thought of as most common. Obviously, today in America, we saw, see August's most common. Right. Because we often think of the oversized clothes.
1: Yeah, the, the big tie. Yeah, uh,
0: many, many clashing colors. Sure. Um, I can't say I've seen, like, a tramp clown.
1: No. I Hardly
0: I, ever. You yeah. probably wouldn't see one outside of a circus proper. Right. But you think of this hierarchy. This is a really common thing in... Co- common thing in comedy of, you know, the Marx Brothers Three Stooges. There is this hierarchy even among the fools. And you still see it today in, I would say, most modern sitcoms, too. You have, like, the boss character who's in charge. You have sort of the middleman who's kind of maybe a little bit more relatable. And then you have the sad sack. So if we're Parks and Rec, sad sack, Jerry, (laughs) (laughs) middleman, probably Leslie, and then boss, Ron.
1: Ron Swanson, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So most comedies have... Sort of the kicking bag, the audience surrogate, and then uh, the person of power that can be used to satirize people in power. Yes. And that's a really strong, com- you know, formula for comedy. It's yeah. been around forever.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: and it uh, is so in clowning. Did not know that. I did want to touch too on a fourth type of clown. We need to talk about blackface.
1: Oh, do we?
0: Okay. So... The man who popularized blackface originally was Charles Dibdin. Um, so blackface has been around for forever. Egyptian um, pharaohs would have blackface-like jesters. Okay. Um, so this is not a new concept, but it was popularized as we think of like minstrel shows. Yes. Um, by Charles Dibdin, whose son was Joseph Grimaldi's mentor.
1: Oh, wow. That's a tie.
0: Yes. So... Uh, we don't think of Blackface as clowning, because obviously clowning yeah. has evolved past it, but I would be remiss if I didn't note the similar the similarities, and they do share DNA of these exaggerated yeah. features, making fun of people, and obviously in our modern clowns, it's not yeah. problematic. Well, it's um,
1: a weird, dark subset.
0: Yes, but definitely, I just wanted to point to, like... Hey, this is a thing that like yeah. there's a lot of DNA shared there, and obviously blackface was a terrible thing, still yes. is. Yes, and it's not representative of modern clowning, but
1: okay.
0: they they do share a history.
1: Yeah, it came um, out of that. So
0: yeah. So to kind of bring it away from minstrel shows and back into what we think of as modern clowning, I did want to talk about a couple like clown fun facts, of okay. different things that we think of, just things I was like curious about, of like, what's this? So sure. like, uh, clown cars. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I was like, you know, how does that work? Is, is so it was, it's a pretty old like gimmick, um, and there's really no. There's, there's nothing about it, really. It's just an empty car. Like, they strip it of everything. They take yeah. out all the panels, all the seats and everything, and then they literally just fill it up. The exact phrase, actually, from the owner of the Clown Hall of Fame and Research Center, Greg DeSanto, says, We remove any interior barriers. We beef up the strings so that the car doesn't seem to be riding on its bump tops. Then it's a matter of shoving in the clowns.
1: <laughs> I am very disturbed by that sentence. It's just
0: a very interesting, like... It, gimmick i guess i find it i find it kind of funny um not funny funny because i've never really found clowns funny no partially because i was born in nineteen ninety five. yeah and
1: by that time by that time it was pretty
0: far past apparently there's like music stings that clue things to the clowns Okay. In like circus performances traditionally, so you can play the Sousa march "Stars and Tri- Stripes Forever," which is like a warning sign to the clowns that there's an emergency and they need to distract the audience. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> which is something I did not know.
1: No, I did not.
0: But that's a very common thing. Apparently, is that that's to signal to the clowns like, "Hey, come out and like, please make a big show to direct public attention away from an emergency."
1: From the guy who just got mauled by a tiger. I
0: guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Does so not pay attention to that. That was kind Look, of fun it's for a me. Clown. Okay. Um. There is a Clown Week. Oh. The first week of August is designated as Clown Week and was signed so by Richard Nixon. Good job. So, you Tricky know, dick. at least he did something for
1: us. Is that...
0: And, uh, yeah, he, he declared it uh, Clown Week. It was celebrated like... Casually, as that before, but he made it into actually like codified in on October eighth of nineteen seventy.
1: So sad we missed it, and we weren't even aware. Next, oh, I next, know. Next year,
0: yep, exactly. We'll uh,
1: celebrate Clown Week as a uh, podcast family.
0: But hey, he signed it into as on October eighth, so we can at least celebrate the uh, anniversary of it in a few days.
1: Great, that's <laughs> true.
0: So that's fun. Also, did you know? Do you know how clowns trademark their makeup? No. So clowns today, and have for a long time, they form their own character.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. They have their own very specific look, outfit, gimmick of their clown character that they usually carry out through their whole career. Okay. You can trademark that look, which makes sense because you put a lot of work into it. It's probably the entire onus of your career is this one character that you play. Yep. So you can trademark it. By painting it on an egg. So...
1: Oh, no. <laughs> there
0: is a museum.
1: No. In
0: the Clowns oh. Gallery Museum in London.
1: Why? Where
0: famous clowns from all over the world have painted their signature look onto an egg... And then send it to this museum, and that is how you trademark your clown face. What? So look at all these lovely clown could eggs. So you, we will be posting these pictures to the Facebook.
1: Could you, do you read some of their names just because sure. some good clown names here? I
0: mean, they're not honestly that crazy. There's Pinocchio.
1: Is that Emmett Kelly?
0: Emmett Kelly. I've heard of yep. Emmett
1: Kelly, actually.
0: Albert Fratinelli. Francois Fratinelli. Um, we do have Joey the Clown up here.
1: That's Mr. Peanut. That looks there's like Mr. Peanut. Paul
0: Fredenelli, yeah, he does look a lot like Mr. Peanut. I wonder if there's a connection there. Um, Tommy Keeley?
1: Oh, I think yeah, those were like there's... good clown names.
0: They're not great. Like ones just Lulu Charlie. Adams. Yeah, they're not that exciting. Oh,
1: I'm sorry, people. Pinocchio One Five Zero.
0: Not sure about that.
1: <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah,
0: clown eggs. Why? Who you... knew? How did that?
1: Why? I Don't
0: know. Oh, I don't know how that started. That's but
1: really bizarre. I thought
0: that was a fun little. Uh, side. Oh, there you go. Tradition began in 1946 when Stan Bolt began painting faces of prominent clowns on empty eggs as a hobby. As you do. Yep, they just continued it forever.
1: And they're empty eggs.
0: They're empty eggs, yes. So they're they're not rotting eggs in the middle of this museum for the past, you know, hundred years. Great. So, that's exciting, I thought. Yeah. Who knew about clown trademark?
1: Clown eggs. That's a story I'll tell.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the dark side of clowns. Because you, you, you kind of got to. Well,
1: and that's why the whole thing of why we're doing this in yeah. Halloween. It's
0: a Halloween month. episode, and I think most folks, at least in America, their association with clowns today is going to be in a horror context. Yeah. Um, so I found an incredible
1: quote. Okay.
0: There's a book called Bad Clowns by Benjamin Radford, which by all accounts seems like a great book. I want to read it now. But this powerful quote.
1: Uh, lay it on us.
0: <laughs> it is a mistake to ask when did clowns go bad because they were never good to begin with. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Powerful words, Benjamin Radford.
1: A bold stance.
0: So, uh, coltrophobia is the fear of clowns. Okay. Um, it's not like a, that's not going to be in like the DSM or anything, but that's the commonly used word okay. for. A fear of clowns, which is a common thing, I would say. Yeah. I think I have an element of that. I, think I would I did guess too. that a lot of people would. So in this book, Bad Clowns, he kind of goes into the whole history of clowning again, just like we talked about all these different types of clowns from back in the day, these silly performers with or without existence within a clown society that gave them like a, an important role. They've been around for a long time. So he talks a about the dark sides of a lot of these. So in Rome, there were clown characters called Archimenes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. I... Who would go to funerals and basically roast the person who died? A roast. <laughs> and That's... that, yeah, that was part of that culture of, of funeral culture is that you would. Um, it was his business to imitate the voice, manner, and gestures of the defunct. The fellow openly cracks his jokes at the absurd expense of the funeral.
1: That's weird.
0: So that's a really dark like root right there. Yeah. And obviously that's not what led to modern clowns, but still clowning can have sort of this dark you know purpose behind yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Dickens, Charles Dickens was uh-huh. reportedly afraid of clowns I, yeah, uh, smart He man. when he was 25, he actually was the editor of Grimaldi's memoirs. Jesse Grimaldi's memoirs, Jeez. Uh, and was apparently just like very hated it. <laughs> just had like a lot of distaste for this man's work. It's like, oh
1: my gosh, I can't believe yeah. I got this. So I
0: thought that was pretty fun. Um, Poe had a character who was an evil jester.
1: Okay, didn't uh, know so that. So this
0: is a long time back. Yeah. In 1874, there were two plays that came out about murderous clowns. Uh, Pagliacci. Pagliacci.
1: And, yeah, which is the big clown joke, That's right? That's the big clown joke. Yep. I was trying to think of it.
0: How were you? It really was. So I was like, which one if was it? You, most people, I think, know because this joke. Because so It's one of the Italian. oldest jokes. Yeah,
1: because it's... Right. So,
0: are you the doctor? Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> so, um, sir, I understand that you're having some um, some troubles. You came in to see me today. What's happening? Yes, What's I'm going on? Yes, I'm deeply
0: depressed. I oh. just... I just... There's nothing that can cheer me up. I'm miserable and...
1: Have you tried going for a nice... Exercising, walking... Of course, in, of course. It's the of first thing I
0: try, not no, a thing. Of course, okay. I only cry.
1: Oh, so how long has this been going on? Forever. Forever. That's so sad. Hey, you know, uh, this is just, it just comes to the top of my mind here because I happened to see the show last night. And I tell you, if this doesn't cheer you up, nothing will. This clown is the great, it's a great Pagliacci. And he had the whole audience roaring in laughter. So do yourself a favor, man, and go see Pagliacci tonight. But,
0: but, doctor. I'm Pagliacci. Well, then you're honk screwed.
1: Honk. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have done the honk honk.
0: He sure did. You I'm had sure.
1: it up by your head. Would you think he was wearing a horn on his head? Yeah. Oh, did he? It was his look. I don't
0: know. Wow. No. Maybe so there an you egg. go. There's your did theater. Did he have an egg? We were talking about theater. I don't know if Pagliacci had an egg. Oh, he should. Um, but also, he was fictional. <laughs> so, because uh, this is a play
1: right. about a murderous
0: clown. Pagliacci,
1: named Pagliacci was the murderous clown? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, kills his wife.
1: E dressed yeah. as a clown.
0: So this is in eighteen forty or eighteen seventy four. Okay. So creepy clowns. That's yeah. a pretty far reaching back. So a lot of people will attribute the creepy clown thing to Stephen King. Yes, it. Um, because of nineteen eighty six, it. Yeah. The creepy clown book. Yeah. But we see this extends way before then, even in the like cultural conscious. So we think of John Wayne Gacy. That was nineteen seventy
1: eight. Give a little history um, for their listeners, John. So Wayne So John Wayne
0: Gacy was a serial. Rapist and serial killer.
1: I knew about the killer part. Um, Didn't know about... Oh, jeez. He
0: uh, was very messed up. Uh, He did not kill as a clown, which is a common misconception. Oh. He was... That was his profession, was he was a clown. Okay. But by all accounts, he didn't mix the two. He didn't, like, murder in clown outfits. That wasn't...
1: You gotta keep your thing. path straight. You, exactly. You keep he had roles his two separate. professions:
0: serial killer and clown, and he he kept them separate. Never the two shall meet. He actually thought very highly of clowns as an entertainment thing, and like thought it was huh? like this very pure like thing that he didn't want to like corrupt, because he John, he you, had respect for you it. Did though? He super did. He
1: super did. Yep. Yeah,
0: so he was Poco the clown. Um, Pogo? Pogo. That was his clown name.
1: It's not a bad clown name, actually.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. He, it's bad now. He made pe- many, many paintings while he was on death row of Pogo the Clown.
1: Oh, okay. You could well
0: maybe put one of those on. Sure. Yeah.
1: Because why not? Just really disturb people dude even more. Dude liked clowns. Were they good paintings? And
0: murder. Well, no. <laughs> oh, like, oh. I don't, oh. I don't think so. I'm not a master in painting. Very no. bright colors. That's something, I guess. Okay. Um, and then also, the Joker. Obviously, yeah, sure. that came before it as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. This kind of blew my mind that the Joker first debuted in 1940.
1: Yeah, it's 40s. That's
0: way earlier than I thought. Yeah. That's 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. April 25th, 1940 is the Joker's birthday. What is it? April 19th or April 25th, 1940.
1: And some of you, if you know that, you like the Joker way too much. Yep. <laughs> don't which understand. some
0: people do. They, do they super do that's why we have so many movies of him anyway yeah.
1: let's have another one so
0: evil clowns yeah. huge history a lot of people comes, think it comes from C- Stephen King which definitely made it more popular because like I yeah. said they did see a resurgence in like the 60s and 70s like yeah. there were party clowns Boza the Clown was really popular around that time yep. Ronald McDonald uh, came out around that time who was inspired by uh, yeah you
1: don't see him anymore who was he Ronald inspired McDonald.
0: by well actually there's a reason you don't see Ronald McDonald as much anymore
1: oh really um, yeah.
0: but I want to show you the first Ronald
1: McDonald real quick oh no this can't be good <laughs> down
0: there he is that's the one <laughs>
1: I am very sure how he wants to murder could me.
0: Anyone what is ever... he wearing
1: in his head? It's like a
0: box? It's like a tray of, like, it's a meal. Like a
1: oh tray holding a meal. Gosh, that is a nightmare. Does he have a cup for a nose? He sure does. Wow, how much more could you fit? Yep. Somebody, again, people sat around a table and said, you know what we need? Yep. We need a mascot. How about a clown that wears a tray of food on his head and his nose is a cup? Perfect. Full of Pretty low mucus. Make, like
0: oh gross.
1: I don't know. what else would come out of his it's it I mean, nose?
0: But that implies that like the Mountain Dew is mucus or something and well, I don't like that. It
1: is. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. I drink a lot of it.
0: So that, I just thought that was interesting that the darkness of clowns go back to the beginning of clowns, and also so does the fear of clowns. I mean it's, yeah. it's been around forever. Um, I mm. it's funny that you mentioned the uh connection to, like, Ronald McDonald's less of a thing now. Yeah. It's partially because of, like, it and everything in yeah, the it's, mass, it's you know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. of clowns. Not a word, um, but it uh, is now. I like it. Uh, but also, there were all of those clown sightings. I Do you know remember them. in 2016? Yes. I heard they're so back. So, this is something that's happened multiple times throughout the past couple decades, is that really? they'll just be like, but it's usually just cities. Like, there'll be a city where there'll be, like, a couple oh. clown sightings. But in 2016 in the eastern u.s so like all down the coast and like the southern states in new york yeah. there were like this rash of clown sightings in 2016 and it's hard to say whether most of them happened and if it was just kind of like a yeah people jumping onto the bandwagon of like oh this is an internet thing this is creepypasta we're gonna like go sure. on it whole horse yeah um but it was this really weird thing over the summer of 2016 where just everyone it was just like in the news all the time of people seeing clowns it's, and maybe getting hit by them sometimes.
1: They would hit people
0: <laughs> or like throw things at them. That was like a, but you know, hard to say if any of that actually happened. I have a
1: question for you. But go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I'll, no, go I'll just
0: I'll just finish this finish up. It up and then I have so a question. that was actually one of the big things that Ronald McDonald took a back seat for. Yeah. Was they were like this is mass pandemic, <laughs> or like uh, pandemonium?
1: I is it clowndemic?
0: Yes, this is a clown-demic, so Thank we you. need to, like, back off on the clown stuff yeah,
1: which for is a bit.
0: Yep, and so Ronald McDonald hasn't been in much marketing since then. But he'll be back. I'm sure he will.
1: So here's my question. Yeah. What's creepier? Ronald McDonald, Burger King, the king.
0: What if the Burger King king put on clown makeup?
1: Then the world comes to an end <laughs> and he kills us all. So what the do you true think is Antichrist. Which, yes. What do you think's creepier? The Burger King clown guy or Ronald McDonald? Ronald McDonald. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, right. I mean, I, I feel like clowns exist in this certain level of like uncanny valley that yeah. and the, the, the king occupies as well, but the king honestly looks more like a mascot to me, which doesn't creep me out as much. Oh, really? like, like a sports mascot yeah, almost. Sure, yeah. Which could be seen almost as a form of clowning too.
1: Yeah, sure. I actually,
0: my next section here is about kind of modern clowning and the different ways we see it expressed now, especially as birthday clowns are kind of going into the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, what about you? What do you think is scarier?
1: Uh, I'd probably go with a clown too. I think Burger King is really, uh, they do not sponsor this or, or McDonald's. They're not sponsors That would be so a
0: weird sponsorship. Free
1: advertising for uh-huh, them because uh-huh. they, they need it. it yep. um, I What if they, they would advertise us. That'd be helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I like that Burger King's trying to make it funny. Yeah. And and kind of like we know this is kind of weird, but they're leaning into it. And I'm like, I respect that. Yeah. I don't think it's that funny, but it, it's kind of humorous.
0: Yeah. Guy with a big head. Always kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Presenting <laughs> unhealthy food. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, a good, know, it's a good fit. Big head. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, mascots, kind of a form of clowns. Um, Mimes, certainly. I think mime is also kind of a dying art. but As um, it should be. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But there's definitely shared DNA there, right? I would Um, think. uh, Rodeo clowns are kind of their own (laughs) thing as well. Yeah. Um, And honestly, there's a lot of people drawing connections to drag. Dra- between oh. drag and clowning which I found really interesting I did at okay. first I was kind of side-eyeing it like oh this seems like it might be homophobic
1: yeah well sure
0: um, but honestly there's uh, a lot of support for this connection because clowns historically have been this force of like drawing attention to like the norms of society yeah. sure. especially historically and honestly drag does the same thing yeah it's these very broad characters who are very heavily painted and kind yep. of becoming a caricature yep and so Andrew Sullivan, um, who is like an activist, uh, was writing because there was a drag queen story hour for kids running for a while, yes, where I heard libraries about this. would have like story hours yeah, and have were drag queen. Yes. Yeah. So he was defending them. And saying, drag queens are about costume and play. Their hair and clothes are exaggerated, over-the-top parodies of women's appearances. Their makeup is often cray-cray, their wigs absurd. They also reinforce rather than undermine gender norms in a weird, over-the-top way. So he's drawing this connection to clowns here. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a drag queen in Portland who is a drag clown. Like, that's oh. her specific thing. Okay. Um, and she's a very interesting person. Does I looked she, through her site. Does she have an egg? Um, I don't know if she has an egg. That's a picture of her not in drag that she does regular performance, too.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, um, sure. That's an interesting marriage. So she marriage.
0: is, she is um, biracial. She is native and German. Okay. Um, and she does her act in whiteface um, to... Draw attention, and that's part of Why It's Clown, because we have this idea of white face clowns. Yep. Um, so I'm going to read her blurb from her website, because I thought it was really interesting, just sort of her mission statement as a performer. So, my performance work confronts white supremacy, complacency, and the confusion of mixed identities, of living in between, particularly particularly, sexually and racially. I'm interested in the edge, that line between satire and sincerity, between critique and re reinf- refi- Reification, as a site where transgression and transformation occur. That's why I'm drawn to drag as artwork. Drag reinforces heterosexual projections of what makes a woman, but it can also expose the cracks in binary sexism by blurring or queering gender. I prefer drag clown over drag queen, because I'm not trying to emulate women. I'm more interested in coyote-style trickery, similar to the clown's objective. A clown says one thing while doing the opposite. So, interesting. Yeah. Drawing this sort of... I found this really fascinating. Of like, drag is kind of a modern, modern form of ancient clowning, uh-huh. of drawing attention to these. I don't think that's so much the goal of clowning anymore.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. It's just
0: kind of this basic, eh, silly. We're gonna juggle and,
1: and kids will like it. And yeah, people and will fall laugh. over
0: and shove ourselves into a car at the circus. <laughs> sure. Um, but is drag kind of this modern? Reacclamation of like calling on like the socio political climates and everything and sure. drawing attention to that really interesting, I thought. Yeah, and less homophobic than I feared. <laughs> well,
1: good, it's always a positive. That is
0: always a positive. I'm always happy when things are less homophobic than yeah, I fear, as you should. It's not often, but <laughs> well,
1: you know, it's a tough world. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, yeah, clowns, complicated figures,
1: very much so. They take
0: a lot of different shapes, a lot of different uh forms in our society. I still find them creepy. <laughs> as you should.
1: Um, I um, I want to share uh, a, a quote, one of my favorite quotes about clowns. Please. Um, by uh, Jack Handy.
0: Okay.
1: From Saturday Night Live fame. Mm-hmm. If you remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy.
0: Nope.
1: Well, there was a whole segment. It was actually a writer. It was same time okay. Conan O'Brien was a writer on Saturday. Okay. As he calls Saturday Night Live. Um. So this is, one of the writers would come up with these seemingly profound quotes. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of deep thoughts by Jack Handy. And they'd play the sappy music and they would have like a background of a mountain and these words would kind of trail up uh the screen. You should watch some of them are very funny. Sounds good. And he would read them. And so this is one of my favorites. To me, clowns aren't funny. In fact, they're kind of scary. I've wondered where this started. And I think it goes back to the time I went to the circus. And a clown killed my dad. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's jack handy. That's uh, great. Um, There's a whole bunch of them. So anyway, I couldn't help but think of that.
0: I'll show you a couple pictures real quick, because I forgot to do it earlier. This is a depiction of him getting launched, Grimaldi getting launched into the orchestra pit. Dressed
1: as a monkey. Um,
0: there's an illustration of Grimaldi with a vegetable man. Not sure about that, but that was like his style. Uh, I
1: think that was... ties into the uh, last week's episode of uh, the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, a that's a
0: carved, we'll definitely put that. I mean, that looks like a turnip for yeah, the head, but yeah, that'd yeah. be a very We're tying large it turnip. it together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture with yeah. the fox. Uh, some just disturbing things. What is things. that? That's oh.
0: Grimaldi as well. That oh, was his
1: look. Okay. So
0: yeah, clowns. There it is. Are you uh? Are you okay? Yeah,
1: <laughs> At yeah, the yeah. end of that? No, it's uh the I would I would say the 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 thing that stood out to me the most was the egg museum is so mm-hmm. bizarre and specific and uncanny. And like, is there any legality to the trademark?
0: I believe so. Like that's legitimate, like trademarking.
1: I mean, the painting's very impressive. They yeah. did. Still- I'm wondering who does that. Very strange.
0: No, I, I, from what I understand, they, like, do it themselves and send it in. Wow. So they're used to, like, doing their makeup, you know. Well, I know, so. it's on
1: an eggshell.
0: Yeah, it's different.
1: That's probably the thing that stood out to me the most mm-hmm. from the episode that really thought, wow, that's really kind of cool and weird and creepy. And How about you?
0: Um, I think I, I did really like uh, the... The history of Grimaldi, just because
1: yeah. I
0: think it's an important thing to talk about how we think about entertainers and our relationship to them, and what they owe to us as people, yeah. which is nothing. <laughs> um, but there's definitely this long history of people being in the public eye and like destroying themselves over
1: their art, the, over and their, their art, area. and
0: their um dedication to making people laugh um and how often that becomes like a familial thing too like so yeah. much of that story reminded me of that that movie honey boy Shia bus
1: yeah. have you seen it
0: uh, i've seen bits of it I haven't seen and it there's a lot of ties there because like yeah. the rodeo clowning too of oh, like really? i didn't
1: know that was part of the story yeah
0: he's oh. uh the in honey boy his dad is a rodeo clown
1: Okay, and that's um, his. that was what his dad really did, because he yeah. plays his dad.
0: Yes, exactly, which is interesting psychologically.
1: Oh, so
0: I, I don't know, that really stuck out to me. Also, just the thing with drag was an unexpected thing kind of at the end of my research of like, oh, I hadn't thought about that in that light, but that's no? something I'm going to like think more on, because co- drag is a really complicated art and a very complicated piece of uh, queer culture yeah. that I still, you know... And learning about and learning about the implications about. And it's a lot more varied and old than people think. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I don't know. It's interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. It, well, it's a, it's a much deeper. Um, I knew about jesters and things like that, obviously, for a long time. I used to read a lot of King Arthur stories. Mm-hmm. So that d- day and age, there's always the the jester or the wit or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize how incredibly ancient... But the whole idea of satire I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, satire has always existed. People poking fun at or trying to um, shine light on the hypocrisy or the inconsistencies right. of culture.
0: Which is an important part of art is calling attention to, you know, the powers that be. And yeah. saying, like, let's side-eye this and we'll do it in a way that makes you laugh and keeps you entertained. But it at the court has that seed of like, pay attention.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a lot of comedy really is about, you know, why do we think this is funny? We think it's yes. funny because we're in on the joke. Right. If you're not in on the joke, it's not funny.
0: Right, and that's why different cultures have different things that they find funny because it's yeah. it's a cultural consciousness.
1: And we shifted, I think it is interesting that the the, the tension shifted from clowns being, although there's a dark history, Mm-hmm. Like most, like the beginning of my life, clowns weren't thought of as creepy. They yes. were fun. You want, it was a crappy birthday party if there wasn't a clown involved. Flower. There's no clown, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that was kind of a, I never went to a birthday party where there's a clown because my parents loved me. Um, <laughs> but that was kind of, remember seeing that portrayed like in movies or TV shows. Yeah. Oh, you don't have a clown at your birthday party. That was a like, oh, your party's not as good. Yeah. And then it totally shifted. And I think that's really
0: interesting. It's a cultural shift within your lifetime, which is an always interesting thing to look, especially when it's that stark.
1: Because it was
0: a very common thing. And, like, obviously party performers are still big. Sure. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if the party princess goes the way of the clown eventually. (laughs) Well,
1: and and just one last thing I want to bring up, because we would be remiss if we did not mention your older sister's experience with a clown.
0: Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say as a party princess because she and I are both party princesses. You are,
1: and you're amazing. But Thank when you. she was a little girl, you mm-hmm. know she was on Bozo, Bozo the Clown. And yeah. And um, she, one of the things that they, her and her older brother Josh were on the Bozo the Clown show here in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. And, um, they got on the show, and they chose Molly to be Belinda, which was Bozo's helper, yes. and she was having none of it.
0: No, not a fan of clowns.
1: She was like, nope, nope, and they had to pick a different kid because she refused to do it.
0: She ruined the show. <laughs> she
1: did, and that's when Bozo retired after that.
0: Yep, all because of her.
1: No, it's not true. And now true. she's
0: going into the inter- entertainment industry, and she's gonna, and he's gonna come exact his revenge.
1: Oh, well, no, gosh. <laughs> now, that she was on Bozo, and she was picked to be Belinda, yes. but she did refuse, but he did not retire because she, she was no. so devastated that no. a five-year-old girl refused to be a second hand. <laughs>
0: but now she's become what she most hated. Now she's a party performer. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Ah! Isn't that wow? It's awful yeah. circle.
0: I've never met a clown. I've met a mime. I have met an evil magician, but never an a clown.
1: evil magician.
0: One year at one of the company parties for a company that I used to work at with my sister, uh, they had a they hired a magician for like the holiday party, and he was a real creep. And was trying to hit oh, on all the women oh, and like with the magic and it was...
1: Magic trick because he makes women disappear. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: like oh, not killed,
1: dark. but like go away. Like a okay, wave yeah. repels women. That is what he did. Um, I used to work with a guy um, when I was going to church and was involved in kids ministry there. Um, there was a guy uh, that I worked with, uh, Chet, who just a fantastic guy. Love this guy. He used to clown like... Not professionally, but he would do it in a professional manner. Like, okay. he had a whole thing. And he was an understudy to Red Skelton, which Red Skelton was a performer in, like, the 50s and 60s. Very famous oh. guy. And he was an understudy to cool. this guy. And so he clowned. He did it really well. Okay. And he would do it at some church events, um, sometimes uninvited, which really disrupt oh, no. the service. No, that's not true. But he would come to events dressed as his clown character. It was okay. very that classic clowning from Mm -hmm. like even the 40s and 50s and 60s when it wasn't considered creepy it was like oh this is great aren't the clowns fun instead of do circuses still do clowns you think
0: yeah circuses are definitely taking a downtick in terms of their popularity largely due to like animal rights and stuff which fair super fair clowns are or circuses we gotta
1: protect the clowns
0: circuses are unkind to animals um yeah but so clowns are seeing a downtick in general especially with sort of clown fear on the rise.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So circuses are not as much of an industry as they were. But yes, I mean, clowns are still, if you go to a circus, there will probably be clowns. I would thank you. And I will say, like, I do not like clowns, but I can definitely, as a performer, like, have respect for the amount of, like, physical comedy skills necessary for it. Like, that is a skilled art. Oh, yeah. That I have no talent in. Well, physical
1: comedy is hard. It's really hard and hard. hard on
0: your body. Oh, yeah. So... Good job, clowns, if you're listening, but please don't come to my birthday.
1: Or anywhere around us, especially yeah. not at night.
0: But good for what you do, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was so half-hearted. The weakest yeah. shout-out ever no, given by anyone. I
0: think that it's like a, a impressive art form. I just don't like it.
1: Yeah, I understand. There's, uh, I wonder if clowns can ever come back.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think they probably will at some point. Everything comes around. Um, especially as know. kids, like more and more kids are getting into like creepy media. There's more and more creepy media made for kids, so I wonder if that'll like kind of jump itself.
1: Now it'll that, jump the shark, the other yeah, way. exactly. Jump it one way, and it'll jump it. Well, said, jump the sharks by the that's wrong. That's a different term.
0: phrase. Yeah, it's a
1: different phrase, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think you know, I think it could eventually lead to come full you know. circle. Yeah, exactly. But it
1: started creepy. Like to your point, there is this fear of the like your mom when we would go to a, a ball game. Um, she wanted no part of the mascot. Yes. Like, she was like, I will dropkick this thing in the groin if it comes near me.
0: I'd love to see that.
1: Hoopy, the mascot of the Grand Rapids Hoops, clever name. Uh-huh. We went to a Grand Rapids Hoops game back in the 90s, and she was like, that thing, that not if she would have, she was not a custom woman at the time, but she would have said, that damn thing comes near me, I'm going to dropkick it in the groin, mm-hmm. keep Hoopy away.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, and it is a little weird to interact with a someone in full body costume, which is kind it of is. like the clown. Because you don't know who's there.
0: Exactly. Which there is that sort of like obfuscation of humanity yes. that makes it creepy. Yes. True of mascots, true of furries, true of clowns. So anyway. Well, anyway. Let's,
1: finish it. <laughs> let's wrap it. Thanks for Thanks that for ride. coming,
0: everybody. Thank yeah. you to Tony Gebhardt for our theme song. Thank you uh for listening, for joining our Facebook group, for reviewing us. All of those are good things to do to help us keep making what we do. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, all the pictures we mentioned today I will post in the Facebook group later this week, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, anything else?
1: No, I think that's it. We are now two weeks into uh, Halloween, hoping mm-hmm. you're enjoying our little mini-series, if you will, yeah. on spookier episodes. And uh, next week um, we are going to talk about why do ghosts say boo?
0: Sounds like fun Where to Where did that come from? Yeah, and, uh, get a little now I'm
1: locked in. Now oh, I gotta yep, do that. Yeah, now you gotta so. do it. But I was There's no on.
0: editing, no. so
1: <laughs> no, none. We don't edit these. People are like, "Yeah, I can tell." Now you do. You I edit, do edit them. them. Yes. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I hope you all have a good holiday season. Go out there and vote after the Halloween. Yep. And um, it'll just be a few days after that. Yeah. Keep us from a spooky four years, <laughs> please. I'm Milo. I'm
1: Dave.
0: Stay curious and carry a hatchet. Get the clowns! Clowns.